Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast. Whether your child is just beginning the college admission process or is already in college, this podcast is for you. You'll find food for thought and information about college and about navigating that delicate balance of guidance, involvement, and knowing when to get out of the way. Join your hosts, Vicki Nelson and Lynn Abrahams, as they share support and a celebration of the amazing experience of having a child in college. Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast. My name's Lynn Abrahams, and I'm here with my colleague and friend, Vicki Nelson. And we're here to talk about the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs of parenting college students. Today, we're going to talk about using um, senior year to help our students prepare for college. In our last episode, we talked quite a bit about readiness. We talked about whether your students were ready for college and whether uh, a gap year would be a choice to make. Today, we're going to talk about how to use that senior year to prepare for that big leap. It's a big transition. It really is. Um, And I, when I look back on my own kids, um, I don't think I was aware in the senior year that that could have been a time to, to work on things, prepare for the next year. We were so busy getting through senior year that we, we were really not aware of that, um, you know, I th- I think you can work both ways. I think you you, you miss the sometimes you miss the opportunity because mm-hmm. because you don't, and it is easier to look back. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty, um, but I think sometimes we're doing that without realizing that that some right. of us are better than others, or we're better in some areas rather than others. Um, that we are preparing our our students, but not consciously mm-hmm. that that we're doing it. You know, I was reading the other day, rereading another one of my very favorite books called How to Raise an Adult by Mm. Julie Lithcott Haynes. I know I've brought up that book before because it it is a favorite for me, Um, but she reminds me that our job is to help our kids prepare to be independent. Mm -hmm. Um, She talks about how, you know, we are mammals, even though we dress in clothes and have our iPads, (laughs) iPhones. um, But our job is to raise offspring who can fend for themselves. You know, that's our biological imperative. And we forget sometimes that our job is to help them leave and help them grow into themselves, especially when it's easier to do things for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think back, um, well, actually, another thing I wanted to bring up, I'll bring up that I was going to talk about cooking for a second, but another thing she talks about is how how to actually build that independence And she uses the term self-efficacy, which is that's when you believe in your own abilities. That's when you have confidence and faith that you're going to follow through. Self-efficacy means you can't, your students know they can complete tasks and and manage new situations. Um, But she talks about these four steps um, and it just, it seems so clear to me that, yes, this is what we do with our kids. First, we do it for them, whatever it is. 
We do it for them when they're little kids. I'm thinking mm-hmm. cooking. We cook okay. for them. Uh-huh. They're little. Then we do it with them. I have a lot of memories of cooking with my two boys. Mm. Um, I have a memory of them putting their fists into um, <laughs> into bread dough as it's rising. Oh. You know. Um, but so we do it with them. Then, as they get older, we watch them do it. And that can be a little that, complicated. And I remember, that can be a little painful sometimes. It can be difficult. I remember with the whole cooking thing, you know, how, watching them make a, a mess or drop things or break things or, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Or it's, wanting to say it would be so much easier if you did it this way. Right. I know how to do it, you know. Yes. Just let uh, me take over for right. a minute. Um, and then finally, they do it themselves. That's when they serve you dinner. Right. I got a call recently from one of my sons asking me for a recipe for pecan pie mm-hmm. and because he was making, you know, pecan pie. And it made me so feel so good. Mm-hmm. He's out there as an adult and he's he's doing that. So, um, you know, I like that she gives us this path. And when I think about senior year, you know, I think about how this is the time to ha- to to support our kids Mm -hmm. in doing things Mm -hmm. on their own. Um, I do think as we talk about this too, uh, we need to remember that the brain is still developing and that, um, you know, I work with students with learning differences and I'm very aware that kids are developing um, during the years between 18 and 28. Those are the years that, Mm -hmm. you know... Um, the the front of the brain is really is really developing, and even when you look at the beginning of senior year and compare that to the end of senior year, there's a lot of development. And it's so gradual that that often we aren't even aware of how far they've come. We're in too that involved, year. so we yeah. often don't see it. Yeah. but it's happening. Yeah. And and. You know, I think so often we think of 18 and going away to college as this magical thing that they're they're done. I mean, we know they still have a lot a lot of distance to travel, but in terms of the brain development and in terms of that, we think, well, they're 18 now. They've got this and yeah. and so much there's such a difference not only in the beginning of high school and the end of high school, but the beginning of college and the end of college is right. huge as well. We have been learning a lot recently about brain development, and it's just good to remember that it takes a little longer than we had thought. So we're thinking about today in this podcast about about what we can do perhaps during that, that senior year uh, to help them get ready um, for for college, what are some of the sometimes it comes down to skills. What are what are some of the skills that they really need to have that we can uh, that we can stop doing for them and do with them, and then watch as they struggle to do it mm-hmm. themselves and have the belief that eventually they're going to be able to do it on their own. So I think the the three areas you know, that would be good to cover today would be the college application process, (laughs) what's going on there, time management, 
because that seems to be yeah. the most important skill. If I is, could give college students just one skill, it would be frustrating, but I w- it would be time, time management. management. Life skills, uh-huh. you know, so that's not just yes. time management in terms of time, but it's, um, it's the skills that, that they need to um, survival skills, yeah. basically. Yeah. So many of the students that I see who struggle, college students who are struggling, yeah. it, it's not necessarily the academics that they're struggling with. Absolutely. It's all of the other things around their life. Absolutely. Um, that they get in the way. Absolutely. So the college application process um, tends to overwhelm senior year. Yes. <laughs> it is really just from, from, making lists and visiting and uh, making decisions and applications and college essays and financial aid forms and interviews and uh, asking questions and admissions. And I mean, it It just, it, it does go on and on and it really does overwhelm the senior year. So thinking about our role as parents in this process is, I think, really important um, because it, since it is so much a part of senior year, we can use that as a way to begin to uh, work on some of these things to to do to do some of the things with our students rather than for our students. Um, and I, one of the things is I think back to three girls all applying to college was the stacks and stacks of paperwork that began to pile up. Mm -hmm. And when my daughters were applying to college, it was a few years ago. So, so we actually had physical stacks of paper (laughs) and now so much of it is electronic. And I think that's a good thing because it's, it's much more efficient but it's much more invisible. Um, at least we knew there were these piles of papers and, and we had folders and, you know, here are the folder. We have a folder for each college we're thinking mm-hmm. about. And as things came, we, we put it in there. There are all kinds of ways of, of doing with it. And, and it really is an opportunity to work with your student in how are we going to deal with these things we have to do how how are how are what's the process you're going to use for approaching this how are you going to make your list of colleges how are you going to narrow it down are uh, all of the colleges had different deadlines for applications and how will you keep track of that so so that gets into the time management piece of 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 keeping track of everything and are you going to keep folders are you going to keep lists um you know how are you how are you going to manage all of this and if you go ahead well i was just going to add in that i i do think that the more students can do themselves yes. the better yeah um because it, if parents are doing it all you have to wonder how invested the students mm-hmm. are in the mm-hmm. process and if students are avoiding it it's also good to look at what does this mean? Right. You know, are they ready for college? Right. Um, so it's a complicated yeah. thing. And and ha- we always talk about conversations. So yeah. having a conversation about, well, you're not doing these things, is there a reason? Right. Um, and, and sometimes, senior year is also a very busy year at school. Uh, a lot of 
things going on, the, the final, uh, you know, the final time to do this and the final time to do that and, and all of that. So sometimes it's very easy as a parent to jump in and say, it's just going to be so much more efficient um, if, I do, if it. I do it. Right. Um, and it goes back to your the cooking. cooking example. Yes, just let me cook dinner. I can get it done in uh, exactly. or, or, or baking baking Christmas cookies and, and, and doing all of that. I can do it in an hour and it's going to take three hours if we all do it together. Um, and 10 so, hours and, if they do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanup part right. will, at least will be that. Um, and, and so I know I did too much. I, I, I was the one who made the folders and uh, you know, I was keeping track. And when, when we were scheduling college visits, yes. it just seemed so much more efficient for me to call admissions offices. And I didn't realize at the time that admissions offices pay attention to that. And and they uh-huh. keep notes and they keep records of who calls. You know, is it mom that's uh-huh. always calling and mom that's calling to confirm and mom that's making the appointment? Or is it the student? And they, they'd like to see students doing it because it... It does show some initiative and and all mm-hmm. of that. So, but but you can't just abdicate without talking to your student about right. what they need to do. So it's a real way. Um, the college admissions process is not going to go away. It's very complex and overwhelming. But working with your student can be a a big part of of setting things up. I remember visiting colleges and how awkward that was. Yes. Because I think the awkwardness was I didn't really know if I was if we were there because I had questions as the parent mm-hmm. or we were there because my son had questions. Yes. And certainly if I opened my mouth and asked questions it was um, it embarrassed him. There were there was a lot of eye rolling, <laughs> but right. there were some things that that I wanted to to find the information for, and and I I, right. I, I know I did some whispering in daughter's ears, you know, ask this, ask that, and that's yeah. when I would get the eye rolling. So um, we may have to do a whole other right. thing on on college visits. I think that's and, a good topic. and how as parents we can fit in with that. Um, so using the the college process, since that's so much a part of senior year, is really going to be important. And then there are other skills like time management. Yes, um, I think that wh- when I think of time management, the first thing I think about is waking up in the morning. Mm. I know that um, for for one of my kids, waking up in the morning was difficult, and. Um, I, when he went to go to college, I ended up buying a clock that, um, jumped off the table and would run around the room. (laughs) It's a real thing. You've mentioned this before and I actually looked it up. It is a real thing. Yes. It's called clocky alarm clock on wheels. (laughs) (laughs) And it works. Um, but I think of, you know, getting up in the morning um, as one of the key skills. I work with first-year students right now in college, and uh, some of these students do rely on phone calls from home to mm. get up. And mm. I just think that it's more appropriate for even for students to have roommates wake them up 
mm-hmm. you know, and friends mm-hmm. to wake them up mm-hmm. than it is for us as parents to still be in that role. Yes, it's it's time. It it has to be, and senior year's the, a great time to work on it because what happens if they don't get up on time? Well, they're late for school. And what happens if they're late for school? Perhaps if there's a, you know, a consequence, then, then our kids would learn mm-hmm. um, what, mm-hmm. um, that they have to get themselves up. I would have a conversation with, with, your, with your student first and say, you know, I notice that it's hard for you to get up. Um, why don't we try next week? I'm not going to be involved at all. <laughs> and let's see what happens. And maybe if there are some consequences, you know, that, yeah, that, could, yeah. that could help. And, and, you know, I think one of the, it's a great suggestion. And what, one of the things that can happen is students learn how to create backup plans. Yeah. Um, that, I, I, I mean, I have, I, I teach early morning classes. I mm-hmm. like those early morning classes. So I have the 8.30 classes. And to some of us, that doesn't seem that early. But to college students, that is a very early class to most college students. And so when I have attendance problems, it's most often in my 8.30, 8:30. class. And students come or they'll come late and, you know, I'll talk to them after and say what happened. And it's often my alarm didn't go off. And they use their phone very often. Mm -hmm. And I I rolled over on my phone Mm -hmm. or my phone died in the middle of the night. And so I didn't have my alarm. And one of the things we talk about is what's your backup plan? It, I, I get that that happens, but I set three alarms in the mm-hmm. morning so that I know I will be at school. Do you have a backup plan? And whether that's a roommate or whether that's a second alarm clock or or something, it, it's those contingency plans when things don't go just right. Um, and hopefully mom is not the backup plan. Right, you, you or know, dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I do have conversations with students when they're um, setting up their schedules in terms of, you know, what time of day is best for you. And we do mm-hmm. try to do what we can. Yeah. But the bottom line is that students will not do well in college if they don't make it to class. Right. And and there are times when they, they can work around those t- difficult times for them. Mm-hmm. And there are times when they can't. They're, they just have to... Uh, be there for an early morning class. And that's, that's often when, when I'll talk to my students around, you know, when you have a job, chances are you you can't say I, it's really hard for me in the morning, I'll show up about 11. So uh, it's good practice for that. And, and sometimes it means they will be late and, and there will be consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of, you mentioned one of your favorite books, which is also mine, um, The How to Raise an Adult. And another one of my favorite books is Jessica Leahy's The Gift of Failure. Mm. And I'd recommend both of these books. We'll put links in the show notes um, to anyone. Um, and, and I love the title of that book because that failure can be a gift if you mm-hmm. if you if it happens at the right time in the right setting and and the lessons that are learned from failure are so important and and allowing your student 
to fail sometimes in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And being late to school is a safe environment. The, the consequences are relatively uh, less. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you, you talk about the waking up and the, and the getting to appointments and things on time as part of time management, mm-hmm. because I think that's not normally what I think of. When I, when I think about time management, I'm thinking about um, it, it, getting your projects and your schoolwork mm-hmm. and, and managing your time to know when your deadlines are and, and, and having a planner, uh, and, and making sure you, you schedule out this project is due on this day, and I have a test on this day, and when am I going to study, and what do I have to do? Um, and that also is, is such a huge piece for students. Um, and, and we've talked, uh, I think, a little bit about some of that in, in some other episodes of, uh, you know, one of the differences between high school and college being um, that you have so much more free time. And that mm-hmm. free time just means it's time for you to schedule and, and to plan. So um, it, that is another big piece. And mm-hmm. it may take a few times of, of not getting things done, but, mm-hmm. but talking to your student about how they're going to plan. And it, in high school, one of the the keys for our family was the master calendar that mm. lived on the refrigerator. The big calendar. The, oh, the calendar with capital <laughs> T-H-E. And that was, you know, everybody's dance class and soccer practice and uh, and flute lessons and everything that we all, dentist appointments and doctor appointments and all of those went on the master calendar. And I was the keeper of the calendar. Mm -hmm. And I was the one who said, don't forget, we've got to go to the dentist this afternoon. And, you know, we've got to leave at two o'clock to get to such and such. And so shifting some of that during Mm. senior year to your student and saying, here's a planner, here's a calendar. Uh, Now it's going to be up to you to keep, keep track of your own deadlines and letting them do that. And if that means they miss a dentist appointment because you didn't remind them, uh, then, then it's up to them to reschedule that appointment and, and do it. And some dentists and doctors have fees that you have to pay if you miss an appointment without canceling it. And, you know, we could talk about whose pocket that comes mm-hmm. out of, uh, and, and they'll learn. And once again, I wouldn't, I would do that after having a conversation. Oh, of course. You know, so that yeah. they know, you know, we're going to work on this. And yeah. I think you can't just abdicate right. and, and suddenly stop. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so it's a gradual it's shifting process. The responsibility over from, from parent to, yes, to kids. Yeah. Um, and actually, that makes me think of some other skills that I think are really important to work on um, before going to college. One of them is as simple as doing laundry. <laughs> yes. I know for me, I never did laundry until I, I didn't went to college. Either. My roommate had to teach me how, yeah. to, how to do that. <laughs> um, but starting in, in senior year, it's good to shift that over and have your kids do their own laundry. We see um, many kids on college campuses on our college campus with, you know, blue spots on their white shirts and, you know, because (laughs) they're mixed all their colors together. Um, so, you know, this, this is a skill that a lot of kids don't know how to do. Um, 
I had a student um, this past semester um, who I worked with and some other folks um, came to me and said they were concerned about this student. And, and one thing they were concerned about um, was um, personal hygiene. And after talking with a student and really sitting down and figuring out what was going on, the, the bottom line was he, he didn't know how to do laundry. Uh-huh. So his clothes were dirty. He didn't change his sheets on his bed. So he just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's a really good skill to to ha- to do to learn how to do and might go back to those four steps you know of working towards self-efficacy which is feeling confident um, about knowing how to do something you know you teach mm-hmm. them you show them do it with them and then they do it on their yeah. own yeah and you know that it makes me think of the sort of standard joke of college students coming home uh, over the weekend or coming home for break with this massive pile of dirty laundry um, for mom to do or dad to do or somebody to do for them. And I think, you know, the, the, the classic joke is that, that, oh, the college students are too lazy to do it themselves. They bring it home so someone can do it for them. But it's worth investigating a little bit. Is it, are they bringing it home because they're not sure how to do it Mm -hmm. themselves? So uh, they may also be bringing it home because it's so much easier to do it at home than in these communal uh, laundry rooms where you have to juggle to get access to a a few washing machines. But uh, in which case they can do it themselves at home. They don't need mom to do it. So. You know, another thing I think of um, doing in um, senior year is having our kids make their own appointments, calling Mm. up a doctor or a dentist to make their own appointments. I don't think my kids ever did that until they... until yeah. much later. I've learned um, a lot since I sent my my students off, my girls off to college. Yeah, a lot of these things we talk about, I, I would raise my hand as being, no, not, I didn't, I do, didn't it. do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. And part of it also is it's easier to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know I used to be the person who made all, the, all those phone calls. Um, but that's a great shift to make yes. because when kids are in their first year of college, you know, what happens when they get the flu and they have mm-hmm. to call the clinic to make an appointment, you know, the health clinic. Yes. And, and some time. students are really nervous about doing that and may even choose not to go because they're so nervous about mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. So so that's a good thing to, um, you know, to get more, help them get more comfortable. Yeah. Um, and another thing, um, if students are taking medications, it's really important for them to take to, you know, responsibility for renewing medications, mm-hmm. for picking them up, for taking them, um, because that's something they're going to be on their own with once they leave mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's important as a parent, if I have a, a child who has some kind of ongoing prescription and medication that I feel comfortable when when they go away that they're going to be able to stay on top of this and if I've been the one constantly reminding or monitoring that then I do worry about will they do it on their own but if they are doing it on their own senior year and I can see that and it's going well that gives me a level of comfort that it will go well 
Mm-hmm. Um, because medications are so important for, for some people. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have them. a conversation with your kids before they go in terms of medication, yeah. where they're going to keep it, how they're going to, um, how they're going to deal with it. Yeah. It, it, it's a whole nother level of things to talk about. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, there's, there, there's the area of finances and, mm-hmm. and money. And I, I don't mean the, the big, Piece and and that's another conversation for another time of tuition and loans and and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the daily spending, the budgeting, um, how to use credit cards responsibly, how to use an ATM card and a debit card, how to write checks uh, when and a few people still do write checks um, or or if they're not going to do a lot of checks, you know, do they know how to use? Venmo or some of these uh, apps where they can transfer money to to other people, but um, there are also those things that we do automatically now as as adults, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really important to have those conversations, um, you know, with our students uh, uh, in terms of spending money. Are, is it? The money you've earned and you've got your spending money and you're going to figure it out. Am I going to be giving you spending money? And if so, am I going to give it to you in one lump sum? Or is it going to be month by month? Um, I know at one point I was working with a group of students. It was at an orientation and we were talking about this. And I thought, I assumed that students would say, oh, I, I want any money my parents are going to give me up front. I just want them to give it to me when I go and that'll be it for the year or the semester. Um, because I'm a grown up now and I get to decide what mm-hmm. I do. And that that getting money monthly or weekly or whatever would feel more like an allowance. And every student in the room said, no, 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 I would rather get it monthly because if I get it all at the beginning, I'm, I'll blow it. I'll mm-hmm. spend it all. And that's the conversation to have. What happens, you know, if you run out of money? Is the bank of mom and dad going to always be open? (laughs) Or are you going to be on your own? Or what are you going to do? And how is it going to work? And what is this thing called a budget? Mm -hmm. And, And how do you put it together and figure out how much you have coming in, and where it's going to go? And, and, you know, what are the categories in which you spend money? So these are really important conversations. And students have said in national surveys that they know they need these skills Mm -hmm. and they really want to learn them from their parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anything that my student says, I want, I want to do with you and Mm -hmm. I want you to show me, I, you know, I want to jump on that Um, because it's such a good opportunity to, to have a value discussion with mm-hmm. my student of, of where their money is going to go and how we feel about overspending or, or all of that. So that's a, that's a really important area to spend time in. And then there, there's some little things like, you know, if my student's going to have a car, um, do they know how to take care of the car and do they know how to change a tire and, or call AAA or whatever they need to do? And do they know how to cook a few little things? Do they know how to fill out a job application? Um, how to dress for interviews or, or important things? I know We've had a couple of of functions in uh, in our department recently, and we've said to the students, "This is an important occasion, and you need business attire." And uh, some of the students, well, it's easier. First of all, it's easier for the 
the guys because a jacket and a tie, and they know that's appropriate. But there were students who said, I don't have a jacket. I don't have a sports coat. I don't Mm -hmm. have one. One student had to go home for the weekend and go out, go shopping and get a sports jacket, but it's harder for the girls. And so the girls came to me and said, well, what does business attire mean for, for, for me? And so we talked about length of skirt and we talked about, you know, how low cut it should be and that it should cover your shoulders. And, and so, so it was a skill that they hadn't really thought Mm -hmm. about, um, how dressing for a party is different from professional dress. Um, so all of those little things, um, you know, and there are a lot of schools now that are offering courses in adulting, Adulting has become a verb now. And uh, I think these are the topics that some of them are covering. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it be a good idea to have those as a family conversation and to have them in the senior year before my student goes off so that they can go off with the confidence that they really can function in in these kinds of situations? Mm -hmm. So so we've talked about you know, time management, we've talked about the college process, we've talked about some of the skills that um, our, you know, to work, our students can work on. Um, one ec- other thing I'd like to talk about are some of the conversations, specific conversations we might want to have with our students before they go off um, to college. And when I think of that, the first question I do think of is, why are you going to college? Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever stop and ask our students that. We don't. It's automatic. It's it's sort of assumed that that's the next step. Um, in our last um, episode, we did talk about gap year. Um, we did talk about other choices. So one of the questions is, you know, do you feel ready? Um, do you want to go to college? Why are you going? We mm-hmm. asked that question when we were doing summer orientation workshops, and a lot of students said, I'm going because my parents want me to go, uh-huh. or I'm going because I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, so it's a good conversation. Yeah, it, it's it, an important it conversation really, really it, for a student to find a sense of purpose mm-hmm. and and think about that senior year and and asking that question and talking about that question during the senior year may help a student in making those college decisions about which college to go to right. because knowing why you're going then may lead you toward this college can serve that for me better than another school exactly really important conversation right I think another conversation to have would be about the general idea of balance in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that happens in college is that it's hard to balance often the academics, the social life, Mm -hmm. the outside of class activities. It's a lot to balance. And so using senior year as sort of a lab to oh, yes. you know, look at well, how are you balancing your academics with your part-time job with your friends, um, and how do you think that will be um, when you get to college, and what kind, what ways do you have to keep yourself um, balanced so that you're mm-hmm. not 
overstressing about different areas of your life. Um, and you it, ha- it goes back to time management, too, that part of time right. management is how much of my life will be academics and social and all of those things. And even in terms of preparing for physical, you know, like, um, you know, are you getting some exercise? Mm. Are you eating well? Um, these are the kind of things that they're on their own when they're in college. I mean, you know, oh. often, you know, they get to choose what they eat. And, you know, ice cream, three meals a day isn't going to fly. Yeah, throw a pizza in there once <laughs> once or twice. Um, but but it's a senior year, I think, is a good time yeah. to, to think about that. Anything, anything that you can think about to, to talk about during senior year will, will help prepare for... Right for, for when they're on their own and and are doing it on their own, right as they go forward. And it is good to even talk about that with your kids about doing it on their own. When we were talking about time management, I was thinking about, um, you know, who's who's doing that for your kids. I mean, are they are they making those decisions themselves about when to do their work and when to hand things mm-hmm. in? Or are you, the parents, um, you know, asking them, did you do this paper? Did you do this? Or are f- if kids have learning challenges, if they're in a resource room, is it the resource room teacher yeah. who's doing mm-hmm. that? Because the bottom line is that when they're in college, they're going to be relying on themselves to yeah. do that. Yeah, And it's a learned skill. So starting early and, and doing it. Right. One of the things I, I like to think about, the opposite, I, I talked about self-efficacy, which is that feeling of confidence that you can do it. The opposite of that is something called learned helplessness, mm. which is when our students get the message that they can't do it. Yes. And usually that happens when we are doing too much for them or teachers are doing too much yeah. for You're them. doing it for me because I'm not capable of doing it myself. Right. There's so much to think about senior yeah. year. <laughs> it's a it's a busy year, but it gives you something to think about besides just the application process that there are other things to do. And these might these things can start even earlier than senior year. Absolutely. Start in junior year and then and then they're on their own and ready to fly by senior year. Right. But just keep in mind that this developmental stage goes on for a long time. Yeah. Um, there's a man named Jeffrey Arnett who has coined a term for this stage called emerging adulthood. And he really does say that it's, you know, 18 to 28. It's, it's, it's a mm-hmm. long time. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that happens immediately. It's something that's a process right. and it takes time. And starting early and knowing that you're not alone and everyone right. is, is dealing with this too. And, and the more you can do, the more ready your student will be for that transition to college. Well, once again, we've covered an awful lot. We've covered a lot of topics and and hope that there's something here that you've found useful. Um, And if there is, um, we're asking if you would subscribe to the podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That means you'll get each episode downloaded for you when there's a new one, um, which is usually about twice a month. The first and the third Wednesdays of the month, there should be a new episode for you to listen to. And uh, spread the word and and share it with your friends. If, if you find this helpful, uh, certainly there will be other people you know who would too, and that's a real help to us. 
Um, visit the College Parent Central website for show notes. We'll make links to some of the books and things that we've mentioned. Uh, and then there are lots of related articles where you can dig a little bit more into some of these topics. Uh, feel free to leave us a comment there on the website. We'd love to know what you'd like to hear about or, or if you have feedback about some of the things we've suggested. Um, or email us at podcast at collegeparentcentral.com. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you that way. That way it can be a two-way conversation. So thanks for spending time with us. Until next time. Bye-bye.